Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Yay! Yay! We have a full house. Plus one. Plus one. Lisa, Lee, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I'll try not to kill you. Uh, (laughs) We can't promise anything. I wish we got that promise at the beginning of the (laughs) In our case, it's like, I'll try not to kill you too many times or in too horrible of ways. Don't don't explode too much. All right, last time, Dr. Rudolf Van Richten uh, had a dream of a young girl in great peril. Um, A dream of her being kidnapped and taken to a lake north of the town of Valaki. The characters gathered their gear and set off with Van Richten, leaving Dee behind to guard the sullen and somewhat inebriated Paulton. And the party ventured uh, through the wilderness of Barovia until they got to the lake, traveled along its shore where they saw some rowboats pulled up on the dirt and out in the lake, another rowboat with a sinister looking man in it, um, about 400 yards off the shore. Evelyn took her, uh, uh, clicked her flying boots and set out over the lake uh, to try to talk to this man, but he was really pretty non-responsive and just kind of gave her a schizophrenic glare. And then Strix had the idea of dimension dooring over to the boat with Diath, which they did. And they didn't even upset the boat when they landed. Um, But Diath still sort of, Diath still grabbed Strix by the scruff to make sure that she didn't uh, topple over. And so currently Evelyn is floating above the boat. Strix and Diath are in the boat with this weird man. And in uh, the boat, uh, you also see a sack, an old sack, and it seems to be moving around, um, suggesting that there is someone small inside of it. Small like child or? Childlike, perhaps. Possibly, possibly, could be a halfling, could be a gnome, or it could be a human child. Or I believe that last week when he, ex- he described it, he specifically said it looks like there could be a childlike thing inside that bag. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a childlike thing. Right. I don't have a great track record with children. Where's okay. Paulton when we need him, huh? <laughs> Funny you should mention that because riding down the shore on the back of Valentina, bursting out of the foggy wood, you see Paulton uh, going pell-mell along the shore. Uh, toward Van Richten. Um, 
who uh, is standing on the shore watching the rest of the waffle crew deal with the rowboat and the man inside of it. Uh, Paulton, when you come upon this scene, you see this great mountain lake. It's really still glass-like in a way, um, reflecting the, uh, the mountains and the woods around it and the stormy, stormy sky overhead. It is not currently raining, but it threatens rain at every moment. And you see Van Richten in his tan, uh, long jacket, uh, staring out at your friends um, uh, who are over the water. Uh, but Van Richten is basically by himself next to some rowboats that have been pulled up on the on the rocks. Um, what would you like to do? Oh boy, right off the bat. <laughs> okay. So I'm gallivanting through on yep. horseback. Yeah, you've caught it because you're, you knew your friends left on foot. Uh, the only way you could ever catch up to them was on Valentina. So yes, you have the only horse at the moment. Okay. And all I see is... Uh, all I see is Van Richtum by himself, just by and, this lake. Yes, and you see your friends out in the lake. Okay. Okay. Um. Now, am I aware of like the the context of what everyone's doing or what exactly is going on? Or no, you have no idea. Well, you you do know that uh, they they're trying to rescue a young girl. You don't see a young girl. Um, you also know that Van Richten tried to stab you with a hag pin uh, a couple sessions ago and was not able to do so. And so you're kind of burned about that. Um, besides that, you have uh, a history with this man um, that has been uh, revealed, mm-hmm. uh, uh, tracing back to your own childhood. Uh, so at this point, you have more questions than answers. Okay, and uh, about how how far am I from him? You're about 100 yards from him and about 400 yards from your friends over the water. Uh, but you can clear that distance on horse easily. Um, right. You're going all out, so. Okay. Um, can I keep riding toward him and mm-hmm. when I am in range, uh, cast sleep on him? Absolutely. Cool. Um, how, does, how does he look riding down on the horse? Is he like majestic and like romantic, or is he like? <laughs> well, in normal eyes or Evelyn's eyes, uh, when you see him, uh, you can see uh, once he breaks out of the woods and rides toward Van Richten, he begins to cast a spell. So he's concentrating. So he looks focused and determined. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and probably sober. Not surprising. What? Yeah, right? (laughs) Shit's real today. (laughs) And the rest of you, all of you can see Paulton at this point. The horse is making a fair amount of noise and the sound carries. So you probably even hear Paulton's, a few of Paulton's words as he intones the spell and casts a pinch of fine sand and some rose petals in the air. (laughs) 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 All right. Strix, Evelyn, and DF. Uh, we're not technically an initiative because the man hasn't taken any aggressive actions and neither have you. Right. Um, is there anything that you would like to do? I'm still trying to talk to the man. Okay. What is in your sack? What I would, is in there? I would like to ignore Evelyn. 
and uh, <laughs> try and uh, use my sorcery points to Dimension Door again to the shore. By yourself? Oh, no, with DF. And, oh, sorry, with the sack. And with the sack, okay. Just, no, with DF, DF is fine, just with the sack. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so you, the uh, whoever goes through the Dimension Door must be willing uh, so, Lisa, <laughs> you, uh, you, you feel somebody outside the sack that you're in touch you or, or kick you or something, um, and uh, a spell is being cast. Uh, and you get the sense that uh, the spell could bear you away, but uh, this voice, uh, Strix's voice, tells you you have to want to go. I want to go! Take <laughs> me with you! <laughs> what? <laughs> also, uh, Strix is going to tell Dia, jump onto Evelyn's boots. She's strong enough to carry you. That's not true, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the precipitating event is the dimension door appears, and uh, Strix sort of grabs hold of the sack, which is heavy, Strix. It's, this, this kid is not, you know, a baby. It's, you know, uh, but you're able to grab it and leap through. When that happens... The man lunges up uh, uh, to his feet and tries to strangle DF to death. Let's roll initiative. <laughs> I didn't even do anything. <laughs> Initiatives. You just For everybody. The rest of us, now you're going to get strangled again. You're really good at dodging. You'll be fine. <laughs> Uncanny dodge from strangling. Uh, so Strix, what was your initiative? Uh, it is uh, 20. Okay. DF, your initiative? 18. Evelyn? Eight. Paulton? Three. And since uh, you're still in the sack right now, Arabelle, we'll uh, just, uh, we'll just uh, put you aside for the moment. So Strix casts the spell, Bamf, you appear on the shore. Drop the sack. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's uh, I'm going to say that's pretty much your action at this point. How close to Van Richten do you want to get? Um, I'll probably, I mean, knowing not, she probably wouldn't have seen this whole Paulton thing happening, right? This just, so probably mm -hmm. pretty close. Okay. Like, at least like, I'd probably say like within five feet. So Paulton, uh, as you're casting the spell, Strix poof, appears um, with a sack next to Van Richten. DF. Hello. Um, as this man hurls himself toward you, what would you like to do? Okay, does he, is, does he, is he looking vicious in his eyes or possessed or just? You would say he looks possessed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so he's lunging at me, just. Yep. Okay. Is hands out, hands outstretched. All right. Is there a way that I can maneuver myself to kind of, uh, almost do like a chorus into going over the boat. Yeah, you can essentially shift your weight somehow to cause the boat to to tip and throw him over. Yeah, so if he's coming at me like that, I'm, I want to just be able to like either dodge through it or kind of duck down so he goes over okay. and lift him up over my body so he topples over. All right, uh, this will be a skill contest. I'd like you to make a dexterity acrobatics check. Okay. And he was also making a roll. 28. 
okay, uh, you beat him on that, and he fails his dexterity saving throw to hang on. And so as he gets up out of the boat and lunges at you, uh, the boat lists to one side, um, uh, thanks to the way you sort of crouch down and move, and he goes toppling over the edge into the water. Great. Are there paddles? <laughs> uh, yeah, there are two oars in the boat. Okay, good. All right. Uh, I'm um, still going to be at the ready for a minute. Okay. I can actually swim or not. So, Evelyn, watch out, pay attention. Okay. I, the fact that my initiative is so late means I probably wasn't paying attention. So, it's good that you told me. <laughs> okay. probably like, what's that? All right. Uh, DF and Evelyn, you see the man go into the black water and he just sort of drops like a stone into the inky depths. Well, why'd you do that? Now we don't know anything about who he was or what he was doing. Uh, I know one thing, it's that I'm not getting choked. <laughs> That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Can I, uh, well, it's not my turn yet, never mind. It's your turn. Oh. <laughs> uh, I want to try and like, I want to see if I can kind of like perch on the edge of the boat and like grab him by the scruff and hold him above water. Oh, okay. So you're going you're gonna to reach down in the water uh, to try to grab him as he falls? But like specifically, I would like to ideally grab him like from behind the neck or something so he okay. can't like grapple me and pull me in. All right. Uh, just make a, a strength check for me. <laughs> oh, well, hold on. I'm just like... <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, that's going to be an, an 11. Okay. Uh, you do manage to reach down into the water and sort of grab him by the scruff, but the weight of him is much more than you anticipated, and he threatens to pull you down into the water. What would you like to do? Can I fire my boots and kind of add a little extra, like... It's not working. Have you considered letting go? Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We don't know anything about this guy. I'll let him go, and I'll try again in a minute. Okay. (laughs) All right. That's what you're supposed to do in lifeguarding. I was a lifeguard, and if someone grapples you, you're supposed to push them away, let them flail for a little bit, and then try again. Okay. okay. You notice that you notice that this guy's not flailing at all. He is just sinking. Well, that's fine. I'll try again. <laughs> okay, Paulton, uh, your spell goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, Strix, what are your hit points? Oh, uh, right now. I think we're at max, right? Yeah, yeah, we did rest, so 42. Yeah, okay. Uh, roll your uh, dice there, uh, Paulton. Right. Um, what, what level were you casting the spell at? Uh, it was going to be one, so okay. I believe it's 5d8. 5d8. All right. Eight. Fifteen. Sixteen. 17, 19. All right, uh, you cast the spell, and uh, the only thing that happens is Strix kind of yawns. <laughs> <sighs> Uncontrollable. <sighs> I'm really bored. <laughs> and Strix, you don't know what's overcome you. This big yawn, you suddenly feel so tired, but you just kind of shake it off. <laughs> I don't know, and we never sleep well here, so I'm not really surprised. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, Paulton, uh, you're close enough now that you can... uh, Is there anything else that you'd like to do? You realize that the spell uh, did not seem to uh, uh, have the intended effect. Okay. um, How close am I to him at this point? How close would you like to be? 
I would like to be close enough to potentially try and grab him. Okay. Um, then you can, if you like, uh, grab him. You want to, you want to grab him as you go by on the horse, or do you want to like fly off the horse and grab him? I want to try and okay. I want to try and grab him as I'm going by. Okay. Just make a strength athletics check for me. Probably a poor call on my part. <laughs> Uh, 19. All right. You are successful. Um, he is, he's somewhat prepared for you doing this, but he is neither strong enough nor quick enough, uh, to, to avoid it. And you start to drag him, uh, behind you. Strix, you just see Valentina blow past and then Van Richten get hoisted off his feet and pulled behind the horse. Oh no. No. No, no. <laughs> Just kidding, no. All right. No. <laughs> uh, the only thing that Van Richten does at that point uh, uh, is try to swat you, Paulton, with his cane. Like <laughs> <laughs> you. No. No. Uh, he rolls a natural twenty. Um, <laughs> yes. Great. So as, as you sort of lean over and grab hold of him, he just cracks you right between the eyes. Um, <laughs> and does uh, a total of 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Great. <laughs> so you think that's going to leave a mark. Not his beautiful face. All right, Strix, it is your turn. You are now standing... Uh, Paulton's blown past you. The sack is at your feet. Um, a, a small creature trying to kick its way out of it and yelling. <laughs> I don't like the yelling sack, so I'm going to open the sack at least. All right. When you do, uh, you see a young girl. Um, she's got uh, raven black hair, long and pale skin. Uh, she's human and she looks quite bitter. Um, and now I introduce to you Arabelle. <laughs> I, 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 thank you for saving me. Oh, you're welcome. Arabelle, you see this um, mangy creature looking down upon you in black robes with tangled black hair and little horns protruding from her forehead. Um, you've heard stories of, of these creatures called tieflings um, from your father. Hi. I'm Strix. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, hello. Uh, you are fascinating. Thanks. Uh, Miss Omvistani, I am, I am Arabelle. Thank you for saving me from Bluto. He was, he was, um, he was not in a good mood. A good mood? <laughs> I thought I was trying to kill you. I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, you know what was wrong with him or why you were in a boat or how did you get in a sack? Or No, we we were in the town playing hide and go shrieking. But um, <laughs> uh, I played that. He got sad <laughs> and then he got very drunk. And then when he woke up, uh, he put me in a sack. He was very mad. It was like he was someone else. I don't I don't I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> that is not how we play the game. So 
It's funny, I remember it differently, but that's fine. <laughs> All right, so Strix, uh, as you're talking to her, you find your turn sort of disintegrating and evaporating away. Uh, Diaf, yeah. you're in the boat. Uh, you see this young girl on the shore is uh, sort of crawling out of the sack and is getting to her feet. Uh, uh, so that seems to have worked itself out, but the whole Paulton uh, Van Ritten theme thing raises your eyebrows. Well, can't do much about either from here. Yep. Do you want to just stay where you are? Uh, no, I, I want to grab the paddles and start okay. rowing my way back. Okay. Stay nearby me, though. I don't trust whatever it was. I just flung it to the river. Also, they're coming for me. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was like, I'm going to mute that then. <laughs> All right. Uh, you begin to row back to shore and you make good progress. And uh, Evelyn, uh, you've seen no signs of the man. He's gone down into the depths. Can I, I guess I'm gonna like hope he's passed out and dive down for him. Okay. Uh, when you dive down into the lake, uh, make a wisdom perception check for me. How long have we been in Barovia? And you're like, sounds like a good idea. Oh, wait, wait. Before I dive into the lake, I take yeah. off my breastplate and okay, the heavy stuff and the boat. Where do you put it? Oh, this is a terrible idea. Put it in the boat. <laughs> okay. You fly over the boat, you drop your armor in, and then you go into the dark depths. And suddenly uh, the boat is too heavy for DS. Oh! Do you have any light? <laughs> Do you have any light? Nope. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just the All light right. in my heart. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, the light in your heart does nothing to light the dark waters of the lake. Uh, and as you yeah. try to look around for the man on this turn anyway, you don't see any sign of him. All right. Uh, do you want to try to surface at the end of your turn or do you want to stay underwater? Yes. Okay. All right. You surface and you shake your head and uh, you look I'm around. Bobbing for kidnapping. DF is getting farther and farther away from you uh, as you uh, swim out there alone in the dark lake. <laughs> no, Molly, no. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, you've still got Van Richten and you're pulling him behind the horse. What would you like to do? So am I uh, just like kind of dragging him with mm -hmm. like my arm? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you see this sort of uh, dead log kind of coming up um, ahead of you. Uh, you won't have any trouble leaping over it or skirting it if you want, but I just pointed it out as a feature of the shore. Okay. Um, can I, let's see. So he just, he just kind of nailed me over the head, but mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So he's still right. conscious. Yes. Um, Very much so. Can I try and like, hoist him up onto the horse behind okay. me. You sure can. Just make another strength check for me. Sure thing. Uh, 11. Okay. Uh, he is not resisting you, so you are successful. And he doesn't weigh a heck of a lot because he's a small man, so you okay. do. You pull him up behind you on the horse. Cool. Uh, and then he's uh, screaming in your ear, are you mad? <laughs> Uh, but yes, you do get him up on the horse. Do you want to continue riding away from your friends? Yep. Okay, that you do. 
uh, Strix by now, uh, Paulton has sort of rode out of earshot uh, and uh, is now dodging around some of the trees at the edge of the shore mm-hmm. on the back of Valentina. And, uh, uh, Strix and Arabelle, you're kind of acting on the same turn. Uh, what would you like to do first, Strix? So how far, how exactly far is Paulton away from us? Far, too far? Or? Right now he's about, um, let's see, the horse is going all out. Uh, and so about, a, about almost 200 feet away from you. Ugh. Why would you do that? Um, okay, there's nothing. Uh, this is the worst. Can I, um, can I, use, I'm going to use my thaumaturgy to just yell at him and okay. just, like make my voice super loud. <laughs> okay. Walton, like, if you don't stop that horse right now, I'm never going to let you sleep or drink again. <laughs> the two both things that I figure will intimidate him the most. Okay. Uh, Arabelle, you see this tiefling cast the spell and send her thunderous voice across the lake, which carries sort of to every corner of the lake. Um, what would you like to do? That was very impressive. You're a magic user. Um, we, well, uh, if, if he comes back, um, can you... Can you bring me back to my father in the village, in our camp? We can bring you, yes, we can bring you back. I, he just stole our horse. That's a problem. Uh, uh, how, far, how far is he from me? About 200 feet. Mm, I'll, um, I'm, okay. But you can do it. Call him back. Well, I just tried. I mean, I told him I'd take his booze away, so I don't know what else to do. <laughs> okay, and uh, DF, you get uh, another uh, 40 feet closer to the shore. Uh, yeah. you, can see, you can see Evelyn uh, poke her head up out of the water, take in a couple breaths, look around. Um, I hear Strix's voice. I'm just like, yes. oh boy. Uh, DF, I'd like you to make a perception check. All right. Oh, yeah. Yelling in Barovia. Why do I do that? Uh, That's pretty good. 24. Okay. Uh, As Strix's voice echoes and bounces back at you um, from various points in the valley, you see on the far side of the lake a figure emerge from the forest there. Now, he's hundreds of yards away, so he's very, very small. Um, but the the shout did, in fact, catch somebody's attention. That's all you know. Figures are never good. And I'm rowing faster. <laughs> yep. Yep. Going all out now. Yeah. Uh, leaving, <laughs> leaving Evelyn in the water, farther and farther away from her armor. Appreciate yeah. it. That Evelyn. is her fault. You're flying. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. All right. You fly up out of the water, right? Yeah. Evelyn, uh, all you see is like little ripples of black water around you and storm clouds overhead. Uh, what would you like to do? I make one more dive for the guy. Okay. Uh, you go down and make another perception check. Which is not good. It's another 11. Okay. You do not see him. All right. So I surface and just start uh, going toward Diaz. And I use my use my flying boots. Like I swim for a little while, but then... Okay. That I can like walk on water, so that yep. I try to be cute, and I just like skip on the water with my flying. Nice, <laughs> nice. All right. Shakes her head. He said, "Yay!" 
And I say something to the effect of like, that man has gone into the light. (laughs) Uh, Paulton, you uh, get the horse uh, off the shore into the woods and out of sight of your friends. Cool. (laughs) You want to stop or just keep on going? Um, About how far am I at this point? Oh, you can be anywhere from about 200 to 200 and to about 300 feet away. Okay. I don't um, I'm going to see here, but it's pretty, it's pretty out of sight. Yeah. The woods get dark very quickly in Barovia. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stop. Okay. And does, does it look like there's anywhere relatively hidden that someone Mm. could hang? Uh, make a perception check. Sure. Wait, hang someone or like hang out? No, just like hang out. <laughs> Look, I'm just asking. I never know. No, no, she's right. Here, you got to be very specific. Just uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, 13. Uh, yeah, you can see um, a little, just a little ways deeper in the woods was what appears to be the shell of an old stone building, which may have been uh, some sort of cabin or fortification. It looks pretty primitive. Okay, and it look it appears relatively empty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay. I'm going to cast suggestion on him. Okay. And then uh let's see. Well, I guess we'll see if let's see. Yes. So it's his roll. He does have to make a roll. Okay. Um, and I just need to know the spell save DC that he has to beat. Pull or beat. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see. I can check too if you like. Um, save DC is, I believe, fifteen. You're correct. All right. Okay. He is plus seven on this roll. Okay. Uh, he seems to rebuff your suggestion. Not affected. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to? And cool. he. Uh, what were you asking? What were you suggesting that he do? I was going to tell him to stay put in there, not make a sound, and don't come back. Just stay there. Uh, he looks at you very sternly over his tinted spectacles. Uh, uh, obviously, in the worst mood you've seen him for a while. Mm-hmm. And he says, We don't have time for this. We must get to the girl quickly. We need her. She is Vistani, you see. Is is that my entire turn? Um, you've just cast a spell, so you could do something else. Not another action per se, but uh, you can talk or move or... I suppose uh, clocking him over the head so he passes out would count as an action, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Ask him, why should I listen to you? He says, says, because I spared your life. 
mine, but you didn't spare others. No, uh, but he says, my only goal now is to put an end to the threat in this land, to lock Strahd away and to help you escape from Barovia. He says, I seek your forgiveness. I just, if I can, not as an action, just threateningly take out uh, one of my rapiers and just okay. hold it to him. Okay. And just ask, why, why should I believe you? I have hunted vampires all my life, killed more than my fair share. He says, you can choose not to believe me, but without me, you will be damned this land forever. You and your friends. Can I like, can I somehow roll to see if he's lying to me or not? Yes, you can. That is a wisdom insight roll. If you have the insight skill, Oh. Which um, you actually do have a bit of a bonus on your insight. So, okay. no, you don't. <laughs> I was like, all right, no, just you're plus one on the roll. Nineteen. All right, you believe that he is speaking the truth, but you also believe that he is holding back some vital piece of information. And it's Strix's turn. <laughs> I'm so afraid. Yes. So you see, you see DF uh, getting closer in the boat, and you see uh, Evelyn skipping across the water uh, after him uh, and, and saying happy things. And uh, yeah, but Paulton is now out of sight, lost somewhere in the forest. He's gone. Can I see? Can I see whatever they saw across the water? Or is that? Too no. far for me. That's too no, far. I can't see it. All right. Um, I'm gonna look down at our new, our new little friend, and uh, be like, let's wait for everyone to get here, and then we're going to go try and find our rogue companion, and hopefully <laughs> slap him around a bit. That sounds like fun. <laughs> for this place, it sounds like a freaking fair. <laughs> <laughs> So you are new. I have never met you before. How many are you? Uh, well, there's, Strix isn't very good at counting. She says, I don't know, like five, six, there have been more. Uh, but uh, I'm not, technically I'm from here. That's, you know, it's very complicated, I believe. And then I came back and now we're trapped here. So, <laughs> Trapped, well, sometimes visitors are they're trapped. Is the word for you, yes, maybe. Uh, Wrapped, yep. Mm -hmm. You and the one, and the one you yell for on the horse, and uh, the one on the water. Strix is going to point at Evil and be that one. That's that's the other one. She's very annoying. She's coming this way. She thinks she's a god. 
And then, and she's going to point at Diaz, who's obviously row. I guess seeing him like rowing very, very quickly. And I'm like, wow, yeah. he's, really, he's really beaten cheeks to come back over here. So I don't know what's, I don't know what's happened with that, but that's Diaz and Evelyn. Yes. Uh, when you look uh, across the water at the uh, creature in the boat, Arabelle, uh, which looks rather ghoul-like to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the emaciated, gray-skinned, uh, almost undead-like, Handsome. handsomely undead uh, <laughs> creature in the boat. Um, to make a long story short, both Evelyn and Diaz, you do get back to shore. And you see this young girl standing with uh, Strix. Okay. As soon as I get back to shore, I immediately like put my hands up to like kind of strict to kind of almost like halt her from saying or doing anything. Mm-hmm. I look down at the sack and silently mutter to myself, "Damn, that's not chicken." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when Evelyn gets there, like I'll, I'll keep everyone close and keep keep her uh, keep my voice down. Okay. We're not alone here, and I'll kind of not point, but almost gesture to across the lake. Can you? Can okay. I see your gesture? Is it like? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, almost, almost like just with my eyes, like kind of looking over my shoulder, slight head turn. What? Okay. Uh, you guys, uh, uh, when you look across the lake, uh, make a perception check, and every, all of you can except Paulton, who's not there. My rolls are. Horrible. Oh my god! I just rolled a one. <laughs> I rolled a two. So cheers. Yeah. That's an actual one minus a three. Diath, what did you roll? I also rolled a two. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. It, it is a ten after my modifier. Nothing to modify it with. That's great. Uh, yeah, yours is a, a flat D twenty roll. Fifteen. All right, Arabelle, you are the only one who sees sort of off, roughly in the direction that DF is nodding slash pointing. Um, you don't see a figure. You see what looks like an elk. Um, and it's kind of uh, clopping along the shore. Uh, then it stops, and literally in the moment you see it, it looks right at you, and you know it's looking right at you. Can I arcana check and see if that's uh, animal shapes, someone? Sure. In the meantime, I'm putting natural my twenty. Oh, oh nice. yes. <laughs> Um, can't believe it. Oh you, you, you believe, based on all the legends you know about this place, that that elk might in fact be the mad mage of Mount Baratok. A, basically a, a senile hermit wizard uh, reported to live up the mountain uh, north of Velaki. Very powerful and uh, quite insane. So not friendly. Unclear. Um, he has never he has never threatened your people. That's what I was saying. How does he feel about this one? He's he's sort of a, a local specter. I'm just gonna tap Strix and mm-hmm. kind of like grab onto her clothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, ugh. <laughs> like, like, like to me, like like Oh, no, not my clothes. <laughs> Cross the lake. Do you see? You don't. No. <laughs> okay. okay. It's like it's like when you're when somebody you know points out a bald eagle on a tree and you look at it for like 15 <laughs> minutes and you still can't see the goddamn bald eagle. <laughs> yeah, it's that. 
So we're just squinting, like, no. Yeah. He's a shape changer. He's a mad mage. Do you know? Do you know the stories of the mad mage? No. He's, 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 he. I just want you to take me home to the camp. My father will pay you a lot. I just want to go home, but he sees me. We'll I just take you wibble, home. Wibble, wibble, like. Oh no, this is really sad. <laughs> She's just gonna like tap her head and be like, it's all right. <laughs> I will take you home. Evelyn, the human child is upset. <laughs> I'm in the midst of like ritualistic. Miss Donnie. Oh. Evelyn, don't forget your armor. And yeah, I was, I'm just in the middle of putting yeah. like all my rituals, but I have to say things as I put it on. So it's like, Elephant are full of glory, glory. May my heart be worthy of your protection. And it's like, <coughs> you know, blah blah blah, putting it on. And then once I get that all back on, I go. As, wait, as you're doing that and you're saying that to get your attention, Strix just picks up a claw of mud and throws it at you. <laughs> Where does it hit me? I don't know. Does it? Does it? I don't know. It, it, it probably just sticks in part of your hair. Yeah. Okay, so it hits me right here, and I'm like, you know, mid like, <laughs> and it hits me, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> I'm just pointing uh, angrily at the kid, like, ah! I'm like, a, I'm like ragefully looking at the dirt, but then I see the kid with the boo boo lip, and then I'm like, oh, you poor thing, and I go and just like embrace her and like snuggle and like, Arabelle, you you feel a a not only a bodily warmth, but just sort of a warmth of the soul uh, when Evelyn wraps her arms around you. I kind of just wipe your little tears and I'm like, don't worry, we'll take you back to your daddy right away. We just have to find our friend who we're not sure is our friend who grabbed our other friend and took him into the forest and then, then we'll take you home. Where's Paulton? Funny, funny you should mention that. Um, Paulton. Mm. And says to you, I am cursed, thus I will never have peace, but I can bring peace to you and your friends. Evil here cannot go unchallenged any longer. And he reaches into his uh, coat, and then he feels around and pats himself uh, as if he, and then starts to look frantically around on the ground around him. And what are says, you doing? The pin. I've lost the pin. This is a pin. This is a pin about as long as a knitting needle, which I learned. Uh, and he tried to impale you on it um, not but a day ago. Uh, he said he took it off the body of a dead hag near the old windmill. And you recall uh, you and the, your party um, killed the hags there. Uh, and uh, you can see uh, he jumps off the horse and begins looking around in the dirt, uh, sort of kicking the dirt with his boot. And he says, we must find the pin. We need the pin. It is the key to empowering the effigy, the doll. Uh, is any of this the thing that I perceived as what he was hiding or? Uh, no. And... Uh, and uh, you know, based on the conversations that happened in the tower, that the, the Strahd puppet that Strix um, uh, took as her own for a while, um, uh, that is what Van Richten plans to use to trap Strahd. It is a Vistani uh, magic item, essentially, that can trap the vampire inside of it. 
um, but you know that a ritual must be performed involving the pin and a chicken egg and uh, the blood of a Vistani. Hmm. Um, but now Van Richten seems to be, um, he seems to have completely put you out of his mind and is sort of backtracking uh, over the uh, hoof prints in the mud of the horse, looking for the pin that he thinks he dropped. Well, this slightly pisses me off. Yes. So I'm just going to be like, don't, don't, don't turn your back on me. I have questions. I need he, answers. He'll turn to face you and sort of slide his spectacles down to the end of his nose and look at you above them and say, bring it on. What questions? Uh, I, I tell him, I say it was, it was you. Yes, it right? was me. You, you killed my family. He says, your family was responsible for the death of my son. So how does that make it right? He says, it's not right. It's just the way things are. I admit I was half out of my mind. But I'm rational now. Tell him, great. He says, we must, we must find that pin. We must use it on the child. Um, she is a Vistani of great power. I tell him, rational now doesn't change what happened. He says, if we defeat Strahd, I will let you kill me yourself. Uh, ask him, are you willing to shake on this, good sir? <laughs> he holds out his hand like he was expecting you to say that. Put my sword away. I shake his hand and I say, right. let's find this pin. All right. I mean, it's a good deal. How can you turn that down? Mm. <laughs> the terms are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> No interest. Yes. And uh, he will uh, um, give you his journal and say, he just sort of slaps it in your chest and uh, sort of expecting you to take it. And he says, when you're of a mind to read this, please do. It will explain why I did the things I did. Will do. All right. Uh, your your search for the pin kind of starts to lead you back out of the forest toward the shore. Uh, you're not seeing any signs of it here. You think it could have fallen out when you grabbed him. Mm -hmm. Either when you grabbed him or when you pulled him up onto the horse, but it seems more like something that would have happened when he was hauled off his feet, um, which would go sort of back toward your friends. And so not surprisingly, the rest of you do see uh, Van Richten and Paulton kind of walking Valentina out of the woods back to the shore, kind of in your direction. Good. Okay. I see them approach. Mm -hmm. um, they're both like standing right next to Valentina. Yes. So I, I walk up and I'm like, hold on, could you guys just, just stand right, 
right there for one second. Just hold on and stand right there. Uh, Van Richten kind of looks at Paulton nervously and says, why? Just, it's fine. Just stand right there for just one second. Can I persuade them to stand there? He'll, Van Richten will stand there. The horse will do what you say. Um, I don't know about Paulton. I too would like to know why. <laughs> <laughs> they both look at you at the same time and ask why. Um, Evelyn kind of like a little tear shows at the corner of her eye and she casts Zone of Truth on them. All right. The Zone of Truth spell. Well, you've been saving that one. Mm-hmm. All right. And Evelyn, as she does that, she says, Halton, you know how much I love you, but I just, I, I, you haven't been yourself lately. And last time I thought it was you, it turned out that you were snow. And I just <laughs> know that the light in you is the real light of Paulton and Von Richten. I don't know the heck about you. So I just need to know what the hell is going on once and for all. She said Paulton, hell. She did really say hell. You? Are you really Paulton? How does this spell work <laughs> before All I right. anything? So um, a creature in the spell's area uh, gets to make a charisma saving throw to resist the spell. All right. Unless you want to fail, in which case you can just forego the save and let the spell wash over you. No, I rolled. Okay. You're, uh, you're got a plus, wow, holy crap. I'm actually very charismatic. <laughs> it's plus four, yeah? Yep. Okay, so that totals to 21. Okay. Uh, you you know that you are not under the spell's compulsion. Um, Do I know that? Nope. <laughs> All right, I think it works. <laughs> uh, so I reply. I say Evelyn. Full disclosure, I know what you tried to do, and it did not work, but that doesn't mean I won't be honest with you. I am Paulton. Things are fine. And that's all you need to know right now. What, what do you mean things are fine? We need to help this man find a pin. It is very important for all of us and what we have set out to do this whole time. Okay, but why haven't you been seeing lately? <laughs> you know, I'm just going through some stuff. <laughs> Is there anything I can do to help? Uh, stop thinking I'm not me and occasionally trying to kill me. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. And tears Great. are like streaming down her cheeks. You're right. I'm really sorry. So we, we trust this guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. And you, I, I point at Von Richten, do you have any secrets you need to tell any of us? Are you keeping things from us? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you keeping from us? He says, the ritual to empower the effigy will work. Assuming I can find my missing pin. Well, I know it'll work, but that doesn't tell me what you're keeping from us. He says, we must use the pin on the girl. And when we do, she will die. That's not going to work. I, I look at him like, oh, 
I didn't know that part. <laughs> no, we can't do that. There's got to be a much better way than that. He, well, says, now. he says, in order to empower the effigy, the blood of the Vistani must be channeled into it. He says, one, one prick of the hag's pin will kill her, just as it would have killed Paulton. Do you know of any other way to do that that wouldn't kill somebody? No. Well, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to kill someone for your, your plan. Then you are doomed. We all are. Strahd will slay us all. All right. Well, before before we reconvene on this, is there anything else uh, that you are planning that is going to harm us or anybody else? He says, it is my intention, given what we know about Esmeralda, to put an end to her as well. Okay. Well, good to know. Um, thanks for that. Why now, can't we just use her blood, Strix yells from the back. That's a really good question. Ben Richton says, we could if she were still alive. But she is no longer Vistani. She is now undead. What about the guy in the lake? Was he Vistani? No. He <laughs> <laughs> says, the more powerful the Vistani, the more powerful the receptacle. That child, I can sense it. She's very powerful. She has blood ties to present seers among the Vistani people. Paulton does too, but I assume you cherish him more than you cherish her. Yes, we do. I mean, yes. That's true, but I don't know. I'm just... He says, I'm not blind to the evil of killing a child, but it is her death or the death of everyone here. By the way, Strix has been covering her ears the whole time. <laughs> just like don't listen to this it's all right <laughs> while they're having that conversation like before they had that conversation i just want to make eye contact back with that elk across the lake yeah give him the vistani sign of like honor and greeting okay and say uh uh vistani like like i honor you i am vistani i, I know who you are and kind of give a little, a little, a little, a little royal, a little, you know, precocious bow. Not a, not a real genuflection, but just, just, you know, a Vistani one of those. Okay. Uh, Strix, you, even, can, even with your hands over your ears, Strix, you can kind of hear her shouting out across the lake because the kid's got a good set of vocal cords on her. Um, uh, and uh, for the first time, Strix, as you kind of look over, you do see motion on the far, very far side of the lake, and you can kind of make out this big elk that she's been talking about. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, you, you both see that the elk uh, just kind of um, bows its head down toward you and then withdraws into the wood. Well, what'd you say to it, kid? I gave him a Vistani greeting proper for a wizard of that power. Nice. Yeah, you see, if he's still standing there, Van Richten, what can you tell us about this mad mage? And I start giving Van Richten, now that I see that he's there, a real kind of once over because he looks weirdly familiar to me. Yes, you have seen him before in a dream, in, a, in many dreams. 
Damn it. As a, as he, is the, he is the man who haunts your dreams. Yeah. Nice. As Evelyn sees that the conversation she was having with D with uh, Paulton is starting to like move and, past, yeah, kind of like wanders over to him, and she's just like like arms outstretched, like I'm sorry, let I let's just put the past in the past. And as soon as she hits the zone of truth, like as she's walking, <laughs> as soon as she, hits, she goes, I love you, and then. <laughs> <laughs> I I know. We all know. Okay, it's fine. Okay. And then she kind of like, Ben Rickton just, just sort of gives a snide. That's not a big secret. <laughs> <laughs> and then she like feels a lot better, you know. So she's kind of ah, okay. And then refocuses on the, the task. Okay. Uh, ben Rickton confesses. Um, to knowing not much more about the Mad Wizard uh, than uh, Valachian lore. Uh, he knows that the Great Wizard is said to haunt the foothills of the mountain. And he, uh, But one thing Van Richten does share with you that hasn't come out yet is that uh, uh, the wizard is believed to be an outsider, um, one not originally of this realm, someone who was brought into this realm as you were. The wizard, the wizard who could help us. What? He might be able to help us. I mean, he bowed his head at you. He obviously doesn't hate us. Like, I mean, Van Richten probably hates. He hates everyone, really, honestly. So this mad mage, probably not Vistani then, is what I'm getting? <laughs> not, it would not be. According to Van Richten, what Van Richten has heard. All right. Do we have to like stab her with the pin? Could we just like get some what? blood out of her and like roll the pin in it? He says first we have to find the pin. If the pin is lost, then. Well, I wonder where the got a valid question. Let's answer that. I mean, does it have to like actually stab into it, or can the blood lot be put? Onto wait, wait. What is this stabbing me? No, no stabbing. Oh, little girl. This is a grown up talk. Grown up talk. <laughs> <laughs> Van Richten Van says, the pen, the hag pen, must pierce the flesh. And when it does, it will draw out the blood. And when the blood is drawn out into the pen, that... Of course it does. The magic of the hags will kill the creature. This sounds like more than blood. This sounds like a soul or maybe something worse than that. Because if it was just blood, it wouldn't involve the killing. He says, hag magic. I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> he says, and you can see Van Richten is sort of done talking at this point and is looking around on the, on the shoreline for any signs of the pin he thinks he dropped. Yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> I'm, I'm not too happy about this, and he is the guy from my dreams, so I'm, as his back is turned to me looking, I'm going to yeah. cast curse on him. Okay. And uh, what curse, uh, what is the nature of the curse that you cast upon him? Uh, that he can't see or perceive. Can I do that? Is yep, that you sure can. Uh, so the young girl uh, basically um, utters under her breath a curse directed at the old man. At this point in time, uh, he has to make a saving throw. Uh, do you have the DC there, Lisa? Okay. okay. Uh, he immediately turns around toward you uh, balefully and says, you little wretch. Uh, and you can see... 
Sorry. He can see you just fine. <laughs> and uh, uh, you see him grab his cane and kind of half pull a sword out of it and then immediately thinks the better of it and snaps it shut really loud. Yeah, don't spill that blood. We need it. <laughs> okay, no killing, and no then, killing children. Nope. So <laughs> so that, I'm going to go hide behind, kind of like hide behind Evelyn. All right. And he points at you, uh, Arabelle, and says, someone should hold on to her so she doesn't run away. Everyone here has free will and nobody's getting stabbed to death. No yeah, one we're taking her back to her dad. Free will. If you uh, bring me back to my father, um, uh, uh, Lubash, he runs the Vistani camp. He will give you big reward. Anything that you want, uh, 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 pancakes, snacks, cookies, wine, anything that you Whoa. want. Whoa. Wait, pancakes? <laughs> May- sure. Yeah. I love waffles. Perhaps one willing Vistani body? That is very bad. That is very bad. Please, please bring me home. Where is your home? The Vistani camp. The Vistani are not to be trusted. We can't go there. I think that's a perfectly great idea. Maybe one Vistani. You've saved me. Of course you can trust them. Of course you can trust them. I'm sure there's a Vistani there that would gladly just, you know, lay down their life for the uh, defeat of Strahd. There must be another way. I bet they must know. Hold maybe maybe the wizard will know. Maybe the, the mad mage will know. Can I can I see if she's lying? Can I insight check? Sure. I would also like to do that. Strix is always worried that everyone... You could just, you could just put her in the zone of truth. That's probably still there. <laughs> just pick her up and put her in. Yeah, that is so <laughs> <push>. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Just, like, cover her over there. <laughs> okay. You can How'd you do, Strix? 14. All right. Um, she seems sincere. All right. Her eyes are getting big, big dark I'm eyes. More interested I, I'm kind of a fan of this mage idea because this sounds important. If my memory serves right, it seemed kind of important. Find, find the mage. This is a bad man. He's old. He's mean. That's ageist. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Uh, Van Richten sort of glowers at you, uh, Arabelle, and says, It must be nice to be able to come and go from this domain as you see fit, being Vistani. You are servants of the Devil Strat himself, but the rest of the population isn't as lucky as you, are they? Oh, what? Whoa, you can leave? What? I kind of you- a little, I'll stand a little straighter and say, See, the. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means yes, Strix. Okay. They, so they can leave. Does that mean Paulson can leave? Yo. Uh, <laughs> yes. Rumors may be true, maybe not true. That's not rumors. That sounds like true to me. There's a circle of truth, a circle of truth here. You could leave. That's how I got out of here. The Vistani took me. So you can just leave whatever you want. 
but he hasn't left. Isn't that the sweetest? Did you know you could leave, Paulton? Did you know you could leave? <laughs> did I know I can? I knew I could. Did I know I could leave? Uh, that's that's really up to you, Nate. More importantly, do you even know how? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you as a yeah. since, since since the revelation you were a Vistani, you may have put together the pieces that if the Vistani can truly come and go from Strahd's domain freely because of some ancient pact, then that would certainly apply to you. Um, now you had your recent brush with Strahd did not go well, so maybe he has a way to shut you down. You don't know, but yeah, if you're a Vistani, you should be able to come and go. Well, here let's take this. He didn't leave us behind. Oh no, <laughs> let's take this child back to the Vistani and be like, hey, open up a door for us and let us walk through it and we'll never look back. But then we would leave Strahd to torture all these people, Strix. Evelyn's right. I, but <sighs> I hate it when you're right. <laughs> now, here's the thing with that, though. That doesn't exactly sound like it would be our problem if we left. Just throwing that out there. I know you're thinking of the good of all of us and you care about protecting us, Paulton, and that's why that you would want to leave all these other people in harm's way. But it's our responsibility sure. to take care of everyone. And don't worry, we'll be fine. Great. But you know, Vistani, we are travelers, so you could maybe bargain with my family and get out, maybe. And then come back with uh, more powerful items or help from maybe Vistani. Well, Van Richten just said that Vistani are BFF with Strahd. Don't give me those big eyes, kid. Uh, Not a pact. My father, he will tell you the rest. It is our duty to protect all of the people here. So if they know a way to defeat Strahd, then we should find it. We live, we survive here. I hate all of this. <laughs> we do not lose our souls like the Barovians. You see Ben Rickton's kind of lost it a little bit and is kind of in the sand with his hands, sort of throwing it up in the air, seeing if the pin, has, basically at the point where Paulton snatched him off his feet, he's there kind of digging around for this needle. We got another barmy on our hands, everyone. Strap in. Drix, can you uh, cast any spell to like locate that pin, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she can, no. No, I can't. <laughs> I'm only good at running and blowing things up. That's too bad. As you've demonstrated. I can, I can make Van Richten tiny so we can put him in our pocket. <laughs> that sounds fun. Nice. Would, um, because I've only used this on people, but if the description is object, could Fairy Fire potentially highlight it? Um, if it's invisible. Uh, Van Richten uh, uh, will say, if we wait a day, I can change my spells and take locate object in place of, say, protection from poison. Can I, can I do an investigation check and see if I can see that thing? Uh, absolutely. It would just be, a, actually, it would be a wisdom perception check. 
Jared's face is so good right now. <laughs> Three. Yeah, uh, you see no sign of it. Ground. It's awesome ground. Yeah. And there's a lot. There's a there's That's a lot real. of so there's a lot of stones and footprints and other things that have made their way through the area and hoof marks and stuff. It's everything sort of tossed up here. Um, oh, oh, hey, all right, tiny girl. I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. Arabelle. Wait. Does your your camp with Vestani and the rest of you live? Do you have chickens or? Ooh. Oh yeah, you have chickens. So many chickens. We definitely have chickens. <laughs> Delicious. Right. Okay. Delicious chickens. All right. So then, and Rickton, I'm sure you'll agree. You know, as you stated, we need at least one chicken egg. So we can return the girl and obtain the chicken egg. Yes. Oh, will she give you a reward? Like, oh, we don't want much. Just an egg, maybe two or three in case we break one. So if we can do this to obtain eggs, that's another piece of the puzzle that we'll have completed. That's a great idea. Listen to him. Great idea. Oh, just an egg and a few bodies we could stab. We'll get, we'll get to that. Maybe ben Richen will say, she, pointing at the young girl, she has great power in her and she has the blood of Vestani royalty. The only other person I know as powerful as her in this domain is Madame Ava, and I don't think we'll be drawing her blood. I, I'm like, all right, all right, here, let's put this matter to rest. Arabelle. Would you like to be stabbed with the pin in order to permanently defeat fraud and therefore give your life for the greater good? Let me think. No. Stop talking about my family. Sorry, matter closed. I would just like to say, as a fellow of Astani, being a little selfish. <laughs> throwing that out there. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I kind of like I I like a little like mm -hmm. oh fellow Vistani and I want to go and I want to kind of uh, I want to give him like a little greeting a little greeting curtsy and go to hug him and while I hug him I want to try to pickpocket whatever's in his pocket. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. This is uh, who? Who are you pickpocketing? Okay. Colton. Also, uh, also, so I'm watching very closely while she hugs him. So I'm going to roll perception <laughs> if I notice the pickpocket. Sure. And uh, Balton, you can make a perception check as well. This is opposed by the young girl's sleight of hand. I roll a 20. Ooh. 16. Well, whatever she finds, because I got me a one. Okay. <laughs> Um, so as you start to uh, feel around in pockets, uh, you see he's got a folded pair of spectacles. Uh, you can feel around in there. Um, some candles, maybe. Uh. I want the spectacles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with your role, Evelyn, yeah, you see that this, this girl very skillfully plucks something out of a pocket and puts it in her hand. You're not exactly sure what it is, but it looks to be made of metal. I, I want to go grab her wrist and be like, what did I just say about consent? You didn't consent to be poked with the needle. He did not consent to have you steal whatever it is you took out of his pockets. Paulton, look what she took. At that point, Paul, you can see that uh, she's got your eyes of charming, your magic spectacles. Oh, I see. in the zone of truth. You would have felt me. <laughs> I, I take them. Yeah. And I put them. I'm like, oh, thank you. I put them on. Okay. And with my eyes are charming, I look at her and be like, you probably shouldn't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Um, so 
I believe, I believe, Arabelle, you've got a saving throw coming up at one moment, please. Um, let me just look up the item. Hold on one second. My microphone just went limp. Am I? I don't remember. Uh, sorry. Uh, okay. So the uh, Arabelle, make a wisdom saving throw. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's time for using new dice. Okay. Oh no! All right. Uh, so. Halton, you have charmed the little girl. <laughs> You're lovely. Thank you. And You're so, <laughs> while uh, while charmed, um, uh, so she sees you in the best possible light. Uh, as long as you don't, you or your companions don't do anything harmful to her, uh, she'll continue to regard you as a friendly acquaintance. All right, this is going to be a lot less frustrating. I like your hair. Thank you. <laughs> I like when you don't steal stuff from me. <laughs> no, I would never steal from you. Just, just, just a game. <laughs> uh huh. Fair enough. Anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. I'm like that. There it is still there, muted. There is really nice, isn't it? All right, thanks. All right, so we're in agreement then. We'll uh, return the girl, get us pick an egg or two. Yes. Maybe we can make friends with the wizard after that. Maybe we can take his stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Van Richten Van Richten says it would be a lot easier to drop blood from her than an adult. Look, Van Richten, we're not going to kill this little girl. I Keep mean, it to- would probably be a little easier now. Not that we're gonna. Given circumstances, Van Richten says, "If I hadn't told you about my dream, if we hadn't intervened, she'd already be dead." Yeah, there's a point. That just makes us awesome heroes. (gasps) We are heroes, aren't we? All right. You see, Van Richten sort of throw up his arms and look back in the dirt. Hey, that's what I usually do. (laughs) (laughs) So to be something of a devil's advocate, have we, for a minute, considered Van Richten's side? What side? Also raises a lot of good points. What What points? One life for the life of many. Uh, Well, when that life is evil and brings darkness to the world, that might be the case. But in the case of a young girl who has not given consent for her life to be given who to Who is reason, clearly a thief. Mm-hmm. You're a thief. No, I am yeah. not. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing it. Van Richten stands up and looks at UDF and says, yes, you are, aren't you? There you go. Look, I'm just saying, if for some reason on the way home to her camp, she trips and falls on a pin. I just like stand protectively in front of her. Like, you know, it's, there might be, we might be able to figure it out, but. I maybe, want to, I hope we do, but. Maybe we'll put a pin in this idea. <laughs> oh. I like okay. laugh, you know, like, oh, you're so bad. But then I just want us all to consider the possibility that we may not have another choice. And to be but my family may show you the way out of 
Barovia. So maybe you don't have to kill anyone. This goes beyond us. Yeah, and Toots McLightface over here isn't going to let us leave until we save this place. So no, I'm Toots McLightface. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's go to the Vistani Village. Yeah. Do you know how to get back, tiny girl? Yes, you do. Wait. Yes. And I take off. Where's D? Did she stay at the tower? D. Does she still have Morning Glory? No, you do know Morning Glory is still back at the tower. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of drawing a blank on on this part, so I'm not really sure what I know. We left, we left D with you uh, to like watch. Well, uh, how how is your inclination to be honest or uh, coy and uh, not volunteer much in the way of information? I'm going to go with the second one. Okay. Uh, then last you probably saw her, she was still hanging out of the tower. She was still technically in the tower with the horse. She is in the tower with the horse. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's very good. All right, carrying on. Chickens, am I right? <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to right. see you again. I right, just go skipping off. Uh, so, so Arabelle, uh, from here, you know, the best way to skirt uh, Valaki and get to the camp is sort of go around the west side, kind of back where your, the heroes came from. Um, you have to go through the woods a bit, but you've been through these woods a number of times and actually have probably a favorite trail. It's this way. It's okay. I just kind of... As you make your way through the woods, uh, you do end up coming to the old Svalik Road, and Arabelle's inclination is to cross it and go back into the woods again, where she says there's another trail, although you don't see a trailhead or anything like that. Um, but when you follow her through the brush, uh, up ahead, you see a figure in the woods, in the mist. Uh, the figure is carrying a bow and is wearing a cloak that sort of drapes down to the ground and completely obscures their features. Uh, but you guys, as you were kind of rustling and making your way through, have caught its attention. And um, the figure says, Arabelle, is that you? Trying to not be too loud. Just loud enough that you could hear. See, that's me. And Arabelle, you recognize this figure based on the way on the on the cut of the robe and the color that it is one of the dusk elves who share your camp. And I kind of give I just kind of give them the Vistani sign of, yeah. of maybe friends, maybe trouble, help. All right. Do I this, hear screaming? <laughs> no, no screaming. Oh good. Uh, but oh, this yeah. This cloaked dusk elf uh, throws back his hood and makes his way over toward you very, very quietly. He doesn't make a sound, really. Um, and he's got his bow um, now kind of slung behind him. And uh, you can see that, uh, like another dusk elf of your past acquaintance, he has sort of a pale charcoal grayish um, dusky color to his skin. Um, but unlike uh, <laughs> Casimir, uh, <laughs> Uh, you can see that there's there's no hint of menace to this elf. Uh, he seems genuinely excited and all smiles to see that Arabelle is alive and well. 
and he immediately tells you, he, he kneels down to you, Arabelle, and says, your father is extremely upset. He has everyone out in the woods looking for you. Pluto, Pluto uh, kidnapped me. These, these travelers, these new travelers, they helped me escape. But, and I kind of signal trouble, trouble. Mm -hmm. And and the man from my dreams is here. Okay. Evil, evil. Do I know what she's like gesturing? <laughs> uh, that's a very good question because you were not raised in Vistani culture, but you might have some instinctual knowledge. So I'm going to have you make an insight check. Alright. All right. Uh, 20. Okay. As she is saying one thing, you can see that she is uh, using sort of Vistani signs to communicate another message under that message. And you get the sense that she is warning this Dusk Elf that Van Richten is a threat. She's not wrong. And must be dealt with as a threat. Um, so I say to her, I'm just like, I know what you're doing. I'm like charmed. I'm like, I'm telling the truth. I still love your hair. Thank you. <laughs> I, I tell her, I'm just like, although you're not entirely wrong, because I haven't, I haven't like said what she's doing. I just said, mm -hmm. I know. I'm just going to say, although you're not entirely wrong, I will tell you, that that is not your place to say. He will be dealt with otherwise at another point in time. But that's not your problem right now. I just kind of whisper, it's my life. There are bigger things at stake. I kind of whisper, this is my life. Mm -hmm. I, don't want him to, I don't want to die when we can lead you out. I don't have to die for you. And you, as Vistani, there are things these Vistani can teach you of our ways. Maybe help you. Maybe help you go. Perhaps. That's fine. All, all I'm saying is that I'll be sure he's not an immediate threat while we're here. Okay? Okay. Very good. I respect that. And I will tell my people to respect. Thank you. I very much appreciate it. After this conversation, it's just like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Kicking. <laughs> mm. Yes, very much what she said. Okay. The, the Dusk Elf uh, says, well, you really should get you back to your father before he hurts someone. All right, and he begins to lead you, blaze the trail ahead. The woods part, after some time, uh, to reveal an expansive clearing. There is a small grass-covered hill in the middle of it with low houses built into its sides. 
fog obscures the details, but you can see that these buildings feature elegantly carved woodwork and have decorative lanterns hanging from their sculpted eaves. Atop the hill, above the fog, is a ring of barrel-topped wagons that surround a large tent with a column of smoke pouring out through a hole in the top. The tent is brightly lit from within, and even at this distance, you can smell the odors of wine and horses that emanate from this central camp. I immediately start looking for Argal and not Dad first. Okay. Uh, you know that you won't probably find either of them until you get up into the, the ring of wagons and the tent. Does this camp look familiar at all? Uh, you have never been to this camp before. All right. Um, but it is close enough to the town of Valaki that you may have heard music come from here on your way down the road. Hmm. Okay. Um, but like I said, at the bottom of the hill is a ring of homes. Uh, the Dusk Elf tells you that's where the Dusk Elves live. And then on the hilltop is where the Vistani are camped, and that's where Arabelle is basically running up to. Um, once you get to the hill, the Dusk Elf will just kind of nod at you and go um, and sort of veer off in a different direction. He doesn't, you get the impression he doesn't want to be around when Luvash meets you. <clears throat> okay. Strix is going to make sure to pull her hood up so no one can tell that she's a team. Okay, good call. Yeah, going to look very, uh, as normal as possible. Totally normal person here. Totally normal. Okay. The At the top of the hill, you count a total of 12 Vistani wagons along the outside perimeter, essentially forming almost like a, a wall or a, a fortification of sorts. Um, and then inside is the big tent. And you can see all around the big tent, um, tethered to posts, are horses. And you count dozens of them. This is a large, large camp. But you notice that there are very, very few people around. You might see one or two Vistani moving among the horses and the, the wagons, um, usually with a mug in their hand uh, or, or something in their hand, food. An, an instrument, uh, but the place is mostly empty. There is, however, the sound of a whip crack from inside the tent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take uh, hands, kind of square my shoulders, take their hands in mine, and kind of just start walking forward as protection as much for me as for them. Okay. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this too. Do you want to run? <laughs> <laughs> Strix is like, legitimate question. We can oh. be clouds. We have things we need to get first. Oh, okay. Then Rickton sort of mumbles under his breath, uh, a half step behind you, DF. This won't do us a lick of good if we've lost the pin. I know. <laughs> and uh, uh, Arabelle leads you to the main tent. Uh, piled outside, you see several empty casks of wine. From inside the tent comes another crack of a whip, followed by the howls of a young man. Three sputtering campfires fill the tent with smoke, and through the haze, you see six Vistani passed out in various places on the dead grass. 
A barely conscious and shirtless teenager hugs a central tent pole, his wrists bound with rope and his back streaked with blood. An older, larger man in studded leather armor lashes the young man with a horsewhip, causing him to scream again. And standing in the bigger man's shadow is a third man, also clad in studded leather. Easy, brother. He says to the whip-wielding brute, I think Alexei has learned his lesson. And Arabelle, you see your father, the big burly guy with the whip, standing next to his brother, your uncle, the um, lean, um, handsome Uncle Aragal. Alexei, the young boy being whipped, is the guy who is supposed to be watching you. I, I purposefully stride forward. Okay. And in Vistani, yelling, yelling, this took, this took. Thank you, Father. Thank you. As in, enough, enough. Uh, the big man, Luvash, wheels around, and when he sees you, Arabelle, uh, he throws the whip down onto the ground, runs over to you, and sweeps you up in his arms. You terrified me, you young brats! Ha ha ha! But all is well now! Ha ha ha! Yay, yeah! yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah! Over his shoulder, I'm like motioning to Evelyn's church, like. <laughs> <laughs> And then he sets you down on the ground once more, and he says, I have to smack your face off, you little worm, for running away. Do you it. You great panic. <laughs> ah, you, uh, it's enough of this. Wait, she was uh, kidnapped. You're ten times worse than your mother. I kind of run under his legs and then run behind Aragal. Like, I, I yeah. know, I know, I know. Uncle Aragal, uh, sort of, uh, lets, Aragal lets you use him as a shield, um, smi smiling as you do. Uh, and uh, climb up his back like a piggyback and like and hang out. Big burly Lugash turns to the party and says, were you responsible? Did you bring my daughter back to me? Oh, it was just a little thing we did. Was, no we did. Oh. All of us did it. Magnificent. I owe you one. And he says, drinks? Please. And also, maybe. <laughs> and then he says, my nerves are shot. Also, I heard there might be waffles and maybe also some eggs. He says. I don't know if that's the word we have for it. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Luvash will sort of grab you by your shoulders, Evelyn, and kind of shake you happily and says, we've got eggs. We've got waffles. We've got wine. Although not much, not much wine anymore, but we have some. You're welcome to it all. This place is great. Thanks. Mm. You saved me from Bluto. The guy was just whipping someone. How was it great? What fun-loving whimsy. Ugh. <laughs> can, we, can we let that uh, guy go? And uh, you see Luvash, this big man, sort of shakes your hand, Evelyn, and goes to you, Strix, and shakes your hand vigorously, and you just sort of hold your hands up to avoid him, and then he, he shakes Palkin's hand, and then he comes over to Diaz's hand, and he tries to shake that as well. And then he sees Van Richten in Diaz's shadow, and he says, I know you. And all of his levity disappears in an instant. Uh-oh. So no waffles then? 
can Strix just like go and sidle up next to Van Richten when she sees that and mm -hmm. try and touch him and okay. say, I could have turned you into a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> just stay still. <laughs> I'm going to walk away like it didn't happen. So sensing mm. his, sensing this guy's hostility, I'll even say, I'm sure you do. And he too is just as instrumental in saving Arabelle. Strix takes her hand back like, any second now. Uh, Luvash will sort of scratch his beard and say, Tell me more. Arabella was kidnapped and brought into the middle of a lake where no one would ever have found her or seen her or known of it. But thanks to Van Richten and his keen insight, we were able to find her immediately and save her and bring her back here. Without him, she would be dead. Ah, my daughter, saved by a legendary vampire hunter, eh? All right, then. Yeah, you, right can, you can keep your skin for now. Ha, 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 He's going to die. Yeah. Uh, I'm human. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, kind of, I kind of Vistani sign they're telling the truth but he still you know danger to, about Van Richten he says to all of you come come with me where are we going and he says uh, he turns to the kid who's tied to the temple and he says Alexi gather wine gather eggs gather the waffles gather everybody and uh, then he says, the rest of you, come with me. And he goes stomping over to one of the wagons. I quickly make sure that Aragal, I give him a little look and make sure that we have a, a healer tend to um, Alexi. Uh, Aragal kneels down beside you and he says, uh, he paid what he had to pay. Those scars will stay with him for his life, but he'll remember not to take his eye off you again. Huh. It's my fault. No, it's not. And uh, uh, he will um, sort of uh, put a soft hand on your shoulder. Very comforting. Uh, you've, he's always been uh, very protective and warm toward you and would probably, if, if he had been in charge, Alexi's entrails would basically be decorating the inside of the tent. Just gives a shaky breath, like seeing what she's wrought. She really didn't expect to. Uh... Mm -hmm. uh, as uh, Aragal, as Aragal undoes uh, Alexi's bonds, Alexi kind of looks at you, and you'd expect him. Well, actually, you might not, but he kind of smiles, like you. He's he, just with eyes. Um, you get the message that uh, he is impressed that you were able to slip away and ashamed that he let you get away so easily and that it won't be so easy next time. I just, I give him, I, I, I kind of, I kind of touch his face and touch his shoulder where he's not speaking and, and kind of give him that acknowledgement back and just okay. a real, a real apologetic look and, and a little, and also a little wink of like, uh-huh, I got there. Uh, as uh, Luvash leaves, he sort of uh, claps over to Aragal. Aragal throws him something, a key on a ring, which he catches. Luvash goes to the wagon 
and with a, with Aragal's key and with a key that he himself pulls out of his vest, two keys, two locks, opens the back of the wagon. And activates the nuclear launch codes. Oh no! <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <Bye-bye>. yeah. <laughs> it already happened once. <laughs> yes. Uh, when the wagon doors throw open, you see a cache of treasure stuffing Ooh. inside of it. And uh, he says, one item, your reward for rescuing my daughter, whatever you want from our treasure stash. You can see a wooden chest, an iron chest, an onyx jewelry box, a wooden throne, a rolled up rug, and a small wooden box. So wooden chest, iron chest, jewelry box, throne, rug, little wooden box. He says, one of them is yours. Would any of these, I mean, if you happen to remember, do any of these have like a nice sizable diamond inside of it? <laughs> uh, he says, in fact, I do recall one of them does have a diamond inside of it, but this is a game we're playing, my boy. I don't oh, tell you. Times. Whimsical, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Pick your treasure and it is yours, and whatever is inside is also yours. Do we roll any kind of checks to see if we perceive anything about these or know anything about them, or is it just a flat out game? Uh, it feels like a game to you, Evelyn. You know what? I'll, I'm going to bite and just completely go along with it. I'm going to say, I'm like, oh boy, let's do this. I'll like pick each one up, kind of like shake them a little bit and try to like get a Feel okay. Eyes and ways like, oh, I'm so excited, but I'm actually uh, expecting. When you, go, when you climb into the back of the wagon, you start to sort of shake things around. The wooden chest is really kind of awkward, but when you shake it, you hear the sloshing of coins inside. Uh, the iron chest likewise seems to uh, rattle with the sound of coinage. The onyx jewelry box it has all this gold filigree inlaid into it. And uh, when you shake that around, it doesn't have coins, but it has something else, possibly jewelry, um, in it. Uh, and it's got a little uh, key sticking out of its lock. Uh, the wooden throne appears to be a throne. There's really nothing much to hide there, but it's got gold inlay and decorative gemstones, so it's obviously valuable, although not, you would say, easily transportable. Uh, the rug uh, does kind of bulge a little bit in the middle, um, but it's, it looks like it's about a 10-foot square rug that's been rolled up and uh, it's got some sort of decorative embroidery or motif. The small wooden box is kind of fake and looks like it's had the shit kicked out of it a few times. Um, and it's got a very simple lock, little lock on it. Um, and when you kind of give that a shake, you hear the tinkling of glass. Whoops. Maybe it's got bo- bottles in it or something. Okay. So let's turn back to the party. So do we each get one or? No. No, I thought we each get one. No. What do you guys think? You want all my treasure? Can I, I can I try to intimidate him? Can, I want to. No, can I can I persuade him? And be like, well, don't you think it's worth two? Maybe. Can yes, I join him in persuading? Because I want to persuade too. Okay. Um, anybody who would like to try to persuade him, you're all sort of surrounding him at once, trying to persuade him in different ways. He's got his head is sort of flashing back and forth between several of you. Um, anybody who wants to make a check or an intimidation check. Yeah, I just well, wanted to scare him. <laughs> okay, how do you want to do that, Holly? Um, well, for what it's worth, my persuasion was a 25. Mine was a 17. Oh. oh. 
I guess I could do it, roll and see. Oh, I didn't do that well. So I'm just like, hey. <laughs> so me and Paul, me and Paul are like, oh, but don't you think we deserve one more? And Holly's like, eh. <laughs> yes. Delicious. For our friend, she's not right in the head. Don't you know how much trouble we had to go through to get this treasure? Should I just give it all away to anybody who rescues my daughter? Yes. <laughs> Probably. He says, well, there are so many of you, and you don't look like the types who like to share. So, yes, one one other item, but no more. You're so generous. Don't get greedy. Uh, of course not. I uh, I pick up the Onyx jewelry box, like mm-hmm. DS has kind of been testing, and while I'm considering it, I slyly sit in the throne to see what happens. Ah, okay. Uh, the throne is very comfortable, and you feel like you should have this throne. Um, <laughs> no. um, but uh, other, other, other than the, other than the feeling of, uh, of of how how wonderful and comfortable it is, um, the throne doesn't do anything when you sit in it. This throne feels real nice. I kind of just like, grow up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. I, I mean, I usually like the prettiest thing, and this certainly is the prettiest. And I like jewelry, but man, this throne feels so comfy. Mm-hmm. Uh, while this is going on, Arabelle, you're kind of standing in the uh, the, t- the tent entrance. You can see Van Richten has no interest in Luvash's treasures and has kind of taken a few paces away from the group as they're seduced by the treasure hoard uh, and it just sort of um, eyes you suspiciously. Um, but you see here in the camp, it doesn't look like, you don't get the sense he's going to do anything foolish. I just give him a kind of back. Um, <laughs> I want to I want to kind of sidle over to one of the the closest uh, like dusk elf century that might be around. Uh, there are no there are no dusk elves on top of the hill, um, but there are uh, there's Alexi and there's a couple other Vistani who have now uh, come out in the ruckus and are helping get the the food prepared. I want to kind of sidle up to one of them and send and like get the word out. Crazy guy wants to kill me. He's looking for a pin that's lost in the forest, get the scouts out looking for it. We can find it before he can, you know, that's okay. I, yeah. I, I want to, I want to rally the troops and see if we can find that pin and hide it. Yeah. This port, this portly Vistani woman that you uh, basically signaled and gave this information to, she nods with all seriousness and deference and goes off to warn the other Vistani. Um, the rest of you are in sort of a <coughs> wagon. Um, anything else you want to do with these uh, containers? I want the one with the diamond in it. <laughs> Luvash says, pick one. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. I could turn into a cloud and go in them. Do you say that out loud? <laughs> yes. Sound, sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> Luvash looks at you and just sort of arches an eyebrow and says, try it. You turn into a cloud. Uh, I feel <laughs> yes, like, I feel I like do. It, <sighs> I feel All right, like, this cloud version of Strix appears before him, and he says, "Yeah, I'm mad sorceress." Uh, hey, it's a game. I talk, I'm just a cloud. <laughs> yeah, just the cloud. Fingers. All right. Go into the treasure boxes. Yes, really I'm, oh, yes, I'm going to go in the treasure boxes. He can't see me, so. 
All right. Uh, which treasure box do you want to go into first? I'm going to go into the one that seemed to have jewelry in it. Okay. That is the Onyx jewelry box in Evelyn's hands. Yes. So, Evelyn, you see Cloudy Strix try to get in the box. <laughs> uh, when, you, when you go around in there, um, since you have dark vision, you can see inside the jewelry box, uh, there are six pieces of jewelry and what appears to be a potion in an unlabeled crystal vial. Right. No diamonds. Nope. Right. We'll come out. Okay. Sorry about my friend. She's I'll shrug. Okay. And then I'll go into the, uh, I guess, into the little wooden one. See what's in there. Okay. In there, you see twelve potion bottles. Or actually, uh, they're not. Uh, yeah, they're they're actually in uh, varnished gourds. Um, and there's uh, they're all sort of stoppered, and they all kind of look like they contain the same thing. Hmm. Are they gourds like I've seen by the, from the hags before? Or? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right, I'll leave there and be like, hmm, and shrug again. And I'll and go in the- uh, Cloud shrug. Shrug, because yeah, I can't <laughs> shrug. <I'm> like, eh. <laughs> I'll go in the uh, biggest, or the iron one. I just like right. lean into DF. I'm just like, do we know what cloud shrug means? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just a fart. Okay. When you go into the iron chest, uh, you see just a mound of gold. Hmm. All right. Nope. Chest and the rolled up rug. All right. I'll go in the rug. Okay. Dead body, dead body, dead body, dead body, yeah. dead body, dead body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you can't really get too far into the rug. Um, oh, it's weird. Yeah. That's weird. There's something clogging it up. I come out and like super shrug, like rug is weird. <laughs> I'll go into the last one. Okay, the last one is the wooden chest, and you see it is heaped with electrum coins, many of which are stamped with the profiled visage of Strahd. Well, we could buy a diamond with that. Yeah. You have seen no diamonds in any of the containers. Ugh. All right. I will leave and then form next to, mostly behind Evelyn because I'm scared of this guy. Okay, so you're kind of behind the throne in the wagon. Yeah. Form. Okay. And it's a you fib to us, Cutter. There's no diamonds in here. Yes, I lied. <laughs> well, and the rug is weird, so I think we should take the rug. I like this guy. Maybe, uh, Strix, you could you could like shrink this little throne, and we could have like a pocket throne. Stop talking. Just it's, stop. You don't need a throne, Evelyn. <laughs> okay, then the I think we should gone. take the rug and. Uh, and the I mean, unless box. we want a bunch of money to buy a potion. And the jewelry box. But the jewelry box. I mean, definitely has a crystal bile potion, which I feel like might be very useful. So that one might be a good one to get. Well, oh, money's practically worthless here. Which is Evelyn? I was hoping it had jewelry in it. Oh. The other one has gourds, which I'm ha I'm guessing is like a hag thing. I mean, we could use that to blow things up, but... Is Richton still in sight? Uh, you look around. No. Whoops. Oopsies. I'm just going to quietly walk out and just peek, see if I see him. Okay, so you go off in search of Van Richten. Right, so there's a lumpy thing inside the rug, right? Yeah, but I can't see it, so it's weird. So let's take it. Okay. 
So I pick the rug. Strix is just going to grab the rug and drag it out. You guys pick the rest, and she's going to take it out of the thing and just start unrolling it. Okay. And that's where we'll stop for tonight. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I hate everything. All right. It's probably a dead body. Don't worry. A tiny dead body. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. What is in the rug? That will be revealed in next week's episode of Dice Camera Action. So stay tuned, folks. Can't wait. Woo! Yeah. Uh, so uh, before we wrap up, a shout out to Lisa for joining Yay. us and playing Arabelle so beautifully. Hey, Lisa. Yay. Very well done. You're alive uh, for now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, does anybody have anything that they would like to share about stuff going on in their multiverse? Hey, this weekend, I'll be in Portland, Oregon for the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. I love Portland. Feel free to come on by and say hi during my panels, both Saturday and Sunday. It'll be keen. Very good. Very so when good. they are, when the panels are yet? Uh, they're Saturday at noon and Sunday at 2, 2.30? Somewhere around there. All right. Uh, I it was just announced that I'm hosting Heroes of the Storm for BlizzCon, so I'm leaving wow. early next Woo! week and doing opening week uh, out of a studio, and then doing the actual BlizzCon itself. So I will be hey in Anaheim for the next couple weeks. Outstanding. We're seeing everyone there. I'll be at BlizzCon too, but I'm just dressing Yay. up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dressed up like a mage. It'll be great. Oh, and also we have our Miss Clicks game right after this. On right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, uh, anybody else got any stuff they want to share with the greater group? Um, it's just a little thing, but uh, not relating to this game, but another game. Uh, a new Pokemon game comes out in November. So to celebrate me and a bunch of other YouTube people, uh, did a bunch of covers and songs related to Pokemon on a Pokemon-related album, so that'll be out on iTunes Thursday. So it's got a bunch of cool YouTube peeps. So if you're interested, it'll it'll be fun. Nice. And those of you who haven't noticed, uh, um, uh, there is an artist named Adam Phillips who is doing the animations for the next season of Dice Camera Action, and he is live streaming behind the scenes creation of this intro and you can find his twitter at c h l u a i d chulade chulade that's, that's his twitter too that's his twitter that's so uh, bricks. awesome yeah. so uh, we've worked with adam before he's fantastic and it's going to be great yeah. i just want to i want to throw a shout out huge thank you to Elderwood Academy for this amazing spell book. Vampire stuff. Amazing. Sweet. An amazing box. And to Norse Forge, who. Amazing dice! Yeah. Uh, Thank you you so much, you guys. Amazing, amazing artisans. Get get it. So many talented, so many talented people. So many talented, nice, awesome people. Yeah. All right, now we need to run, so everybody have a happy week and uh, come back next week for more Waffle Crew Mania. Yay! Bye-bye! Everything's great. Yeah! (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.